This is Mick Rhodes with the Claremont Courier Podcast, First Take. Here's my column, An Artist's Life Altered, But Not Derailed. I was intimidated from the moment I saw her, which was probably around 1981. Her sophistication was something I'd only seen in glossy British music magazines. She was 17, smart and knew how to put together a look that was both a stick in the eye to the mainstream and elegant. It was the small things. Distinctive, often homemade necklaces, bracelets, and one-of-a-kind modified t-shirts that set her apart. She had style and an artist's sensibility long before I understood what that meant. And she was beautiful to boot. That girl, Jennifer Wilkins, nay Dobbin, who most everyone just calls Jen, has been an artist, and I quote, from the day I could put a crayon to a piece of paper. I come from a very creative family, especially my mom, unquote. But the best thing about Jen then and now was her kindness. To have all that talent be that cool and still be so kind and considerate, well, that set her apart from the rest of us fledgling flailing, quote, adults. Today, at 59, Jen has a new show of small paintings called The COVID Years up at Sumcrest Bakery in the village. The show's up through November 1st. And it's much more than a local artist's latest. It's the byproduct of a steady perseverance over decades to remain true to herself despite the many obstacles in her path, nearly all of them not of her doing, the creative manifestation of a young life permanently altered by fate and folly. And it's lovely to see for me and her many friends who remember that stunning teenager. When we met, Jen and I were enmeshed in the same small punk rock scene percolating in Claremont and the surrounding communities when I was still going by Mike and the world seemed wide open. Like me, she'd graduated from high school that year her from Pomona High, me from Glendora. We hung out quite a bit back then. She made flyers and designed logos for friends' bands. She knew what to wear and what was worth saving and celebrating. She furnished her place in then out-of-style mid-century modern furniture and then filled it with carefully curated art, antiques, and trinkets. She was always the coolest one in the room, and we were in some pretty cool rooms. We saw less of each other as we got older and hanging out at punk shows became just part of our lives, not the whole thing. In the summer of 1985, I got a job at Tower Records in West Covina. Shortly after I left, Jen was hired as an artist. Here's what she told me about those days, and I quote, I did art and display there for 12 years until one Labor Day some 20 years ago, I had to call in sick. The rest is history, unquote. I moved to Pasadena in 1988, then to Lake Tahoe, back to Pasadena, then on to Venice. It had been several years since I'd seen Jen when I ran into her at a John Spencer Blues Explosion show at the El Rey Theater in Los Angeles in March 1997. We spoke only briefly, but it was sure nice to see my old friend. Months later, I got the shocking news. She had been diagnosed with brain cancer, and she was 33. What followed that diagnosis dramatically reshaped the rest of her life. 
Though she's never pursued legal action, the local surgeon botched her first brain surgery, removing some malignant mass but leaving behind more, which necessitated a second procedure at UCLA. The accompanying radiation treatments from both surgeries was severe and left her deeply fatigued. The combined trauma is with her to this day. Here's Jen again, and I quote, Most people know that I had brain cancer and radiation and that it has made me hearing impaired and hearing impaired. And my eyesight and my equilibrium are pretty bad. Those are some of the reasons I couldn't go back to work at Tower. I guess I didn't see the second tumor at the first surgery. The second surgery at UCLA made for a sad Halloween. But you know, Mike, I'm just happy to be alive. I feel fortunate, and I'm not about revenge. Unquote. The intervening years presented all manner of challenges, including the loss of her marriage. Through it all, she continued to make her smart, intricate brand of pop art. The four shrines I had that she was creating in the early 2000s are among my prized possessions. As the years have gone on, Jen's mobility and equilibrium issues have become acute, and her deteriorating eyesight and hearing have made it difficult for her to be in loud environments, like punk rock shows. Still, she creates. The COVID years is made up of several small paintings that she had been amassing without a venue in which to share them. Here's Jen again, and I quote, I've always had an affinity for vintage memorabilia, so I've been painting my photos of signs. This has been my own attempt at preserving them. I know that someday they will be gone. Unquote. I wondered how the progression of her maladies had influenced her art. Here's her response. Quote, I learned not to be so critical about myself and others. My work is much simpler now. It's not perfect, but it's what I like to do. Unquote. That gratitude, appreciating what remains, not what's lost, is steadfast. I asked her if there was anyone she wanted to single out for recognition as her new show was opening. Quote, I thank my mother and partner, James Swinney, and friend, Robin Young, and some crust manager, Scott Feemster, and you. Unquote. Of the many artists I know and have known, Jen is the one for which I root the hardest. And it's not because I had a crush on her 40 years ago. And it's not because she's my friend. It's because she's fought the hardest. That kind of determination to do what she was put here to do, despite the roadblocks life has thrown down in her path, is more than enough reason to get behind her every time. The COVID years is up through November 1 at Some Crust Bakery in Claremont at 119 North Yale Avenue. Purchase inquiries can be made via email to Wilkins Jennifer 58. That's W I L K I N S J E N N I F E R 58 at gmail.com. This has been Mick Rhodes for the Claremont Courier Podcast First Take. First Take's theme music was written by Mick Rhodes and Wyman Reese and performed by Mick Rhodes and the Hard Eight.